This episode is brought to you by the IoT Impact Conference. Whichever industry you work in, the Internet of Things is a game changer. The only event that gives you access to Internet of Things experts and users in a range of Australian industries is the IoT Impact Conference in Melbourne on June 9. Book your ticket now at www.iothub.com.au slash IoT impact. Hello and welcome to another episode of the IT News Podcast. On the show this week, we have Harry Nackett-Bandy, the Chief Information Officer at ASX-listed automotive leasing and fleet management player Eclipse Group. They're in the midst of a large-scale transformation that has seen the company centralise its product and technology teams, exit its data centres, and stand up new digital experiences for customers. And Harry brings us right into the core of this move to become a digital-first, cloud-based company. We hope you enjoy the conversation. years ago, I joined the group as part of a large transformation. The business lost its way back then and a new CEO was put in charge, a younger vibrant CEO with a strategy which is to simplify. And that's when I joined the group and I joined looking at first a simplification strategy to have a look at all the businesses that were running under the group. And we've come up with our vision architecture essentially to go and simplify the architecture as much as possible, align all of the right user groups to the right systems and from there on basically actually straight after COVID hit for the very first time we actually embarked on our journey of transformation and the transformation there was how can we set up an architecture that can scale up on demand and migrate from physical data centers basically that we're at into more of an on-demand based infrastructure and we've selected Google as our core partner during that time and the main reasons for that were Actually, we've done a number of different concepts internally of the different cloud hosting providers that existed at the time. And GCP came on top because of their strong data background in BigQuery and also strong understanding of geo. And us being a financial services business that specializes in automotive leasing, geo information are really, really important for us. And geo understanding is really important for us. And that's kind of how we kicked off the transformation back in July last year. Ever since then, we've been working really hard, grinding at just rebuilding our entire infrastructure and happy to report that we have finalised our complete transformation of our infrastructure from the physical data centres. We've actually lifted, transformed and then shifted our entire premises onto GCP for the vast majority of our applications, creating essentially a seriously good digital first three core platforms that addresses different customer segments that we cater to and moving into a very robust on-demand scalable on uh, microservices middleware, which were built basically in-house by the team with reusable components in mind, then feeding into upgraded and transformed ERP layers and one single source of truth in an enterprise data warehouse that is powered out of BigQuery. So there's a massive amount of information there. Just to start with, you coming into the business at a time when the business was undergoing some massive structural change and, and had been through a period of hard times, what persuades you to come into a business at that point and pick up the pieces, essentially? 
Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, the biggest opportunity for me at the time was the fact that the digital footprint was non-existent at all. And that's kind of what I specialize in. It's all about going through from the non-digital era into the serious digital era and then lining up and partnering with our customers. I kicked off the journey by doing a big roadshow to go and meet with a lot of our customers in both Australia and New Zealand that have been very loyal customers for many, many years. And our retention rate for our customers is like through the roof. We're talking 99%. And one thing that I have learned during that roadshow is that probably for the first time in my life that I've actually heard customers say that we absolutely love our relationship managers and we absolutely love the business. And I started partnering with those businesses to say, okay, well, what is it that is causing you pain at the moment? What are the problems that you're trying to solve? And then from there, essentially draft really that roadmap. And if I was to probably just talk about the really core services that the company provides, it'd probably give you a bit of flavor on the type of experiences that we have built out. The business basically offers two core products, one that is called operating leases, and that is business leasing essentially for all of the automotive, for anywhere from light passenger vehicles up to heavy commercial vehicles. And with that, we give fleet management services, basically a complete outsourcing of fleet management services. And the second core product that we offer at employers and their employees is a novated leasing product, which is basically the most effective way to get into a vehicle if you're an employee of an organisation in Australia. And both of those were run in a very traditional sense, heavy manual processes, heavy paper-based processes for the entire industry. The industry has not been disrupted at all from a fleet management perspective. And I was lucky to have that role to be able to speak to those customers and really extract those gems from them in terms of what's going to move the needle. And from there, basically, we started by going into design workshops, collaborating with those customers. So we've installed essentially a customer experience center that took through all of the customers and interviewed them and come up with the real experiences, real prototypes that they've gone through and validated for us. And that's how we've gone on on our building block, basically, for all of those digital platforms. So in terms of when you're going out and sourcing this pipeline of ideas and things that are going to move the needle for the customers, were these things that were relatively simple to implement? Or was there a complete spectrum of things that customers thought would improve their leasing situation? It predominantly went into simplifying of experiences because everything was quite complex. The second priority that customers had was cost management. So there were always cost management was always on top of their mind. And probably the third, which is to kind of prepare themselves for the green initiatives and the moving to EV basically from fossil fuel powered vehicles over to green or electric vehicles. And that's kind of the three core areas that we were really focused on. The first one was simplification by just inventing a lot of self-service functionalities throughout all of our platforms, relying on the power of digital customer experiences to provide a really simple education via the experience to try and break down basically the complex nature of those journeys that we're trying to solve. Probably to give you an example there as well, Novated Leasing is actually quite a complex product because Novated Leasing has three core components embedded within the same product. It's essentially a loan product, like a financial services product that has a tax implications, like a tax component to it, because you prepackage basically the payments from your pre-tax. Yeah. And then the third one is actually the fact that you can budget in the running cost of a vehicle within that package. So not easy to understand for the average Joe. And therefore, we try to really create an experience that educates via the steps that we have built on our platforms. 
So how did you go about codifying and taking the knowledge that was internal and putting this into presumably workflow, automation or other tooling? Because you mentioned obviously the business had been in a rough period and potentially that affects employee experience and other things. So how did you actually go about harnessing what you had and bringing that into a digital form? Lots and lots of internal and external workshops, trying to come up with essentially the top priorities for the internal business and then going out and speaking to those customers to come up with their top priorities as well. And then linking those together and then showcasing to the internal business the gaps basically of what they thought the customers wanted versus what the customers really wanted. And that basically then resulted in our prioritized roadmap of the things that we need to address first and then how do we move from there on. So in terms of the way that the digital strategy was formulated or put together, what led to the idea of doing it more big bang, I guess, or or stretching right across the business versus going after these specific customer wins within the different product sets? What led you to do it in a more holistic fashion? The state of the architecture at the time basically was extremely monolithic and a lot of those digital platforms that we have revamped were non-existent at all and basically we needed a proposition that is going to disrupt the market and provide a complete end-to-end native experience that allows a customer to do everything they want to do online. One of the core focuses, obviously, of any financial services business is how do we increase the turnaround time? So the turnaround times, for example, for a novated leasing acquisition used to take an elapsed time of about seven days. Now, with our digital platform, it actually takes a total elapsed time of 10 minutes. So it's a complete mind shift to really understanding what the customers expect these days and ensure that we go at it and be the first to do it. I'm interested in that just as a side issue because you mentioned at the start of the conversation that this is an industry that hasn't necessarily moved or wanted to disrupt itself. So what was the driver internally for you to be the first one to do it in that sector? Yeah, the the catalyst was we really wanted to become the best pure breed fleet management organisation, basically, that Australia and New Zealand have. And that is the desire that we've got now that we've simplified our strategy. And we said, okay, the three core pillars that we really want to go after to become the number one purest fleet management player is to go after digital native experiences for our fleet management businesses, provide Australia with the best native experience from a novated leasing perspective, and then come up with a partner platform that allows our partners to easily quote onto our products so we can penetrate through this me market, which is largely unpenetrated through in Australia and New Zealand when it comes to leasing. The third strategic pillar that we're going after is to expand our market into a new segment, which is more to offering our leasing solutions basically to the small to medium organisations that have largely gone via shuttle mortgages and car loans rather than leasing. In terms of the digital transformation, you mentioned, I think that it happened in a fairly quick period in terms of you only started the actual implementation work in July last year and have wrapped it up sort of now. So how did you break up the packages of work? How did you approach the project entirely? And particularly because this was presumably involving either the shutting down or the shrinkage of your on-prem environment. Yeah, that's right. So the group basically had a number of silos from a technology perspective. They never had really the one product and technology group. The very first thing that I did was we brought basically all of those product and technology groups together onto the one banner. We've come up with a new methodology moving from a very waterfall method based into a disciplined agile methodology that broke down basically the group into real focus 
groups or pods, and then each of those pods had their own objectives, whether it was the fleet management pod or the Novated pod or the ERP pod and the likes. The very first quarter was actually spent on making sure that once we've got our architecture signed off, was to create resilience from the core base. So we went back to the ERPs and basically said, okay, how do we upgrade them and de-risk them? That was the very first thing that we did. And then we kicked off into a nimble and rapid and agile methodology to develop and iterate really quickly on all of those digital platforms and were built on from the ground up, essentially. It's interesting you say that the technology was kind of decentralized within the organization, presumably it was around the particular products that were being built. And I imagine when you were talking previously about wanting to have reuse in some of the componentry, that would be a potentially challenging environment because you've got teams operating essentially autonomously, making their own decisions potentially and not necessarily knowing what the other is doing in terms of what they're able to leverage. Yeah, that's right. And this is where the Agile methodology really helped us because we implemented things like uh, Scrum of Scrums and alignment between the product owners. We created the product owner role for the very first time within the group, which was basically an empowered person that is allowed to make tactical decisions on the delivery of items and just increase the collaborations within the product and technology groups by following a demo Friday, for example, ceremonies, making sure that we're following the rigid ceremonies around the stand-ups and the grooming and the planning and the sprint planning and the retros and we've seen just massive adoption of that basically and a lot of engagement from within the teams as well. Yeah, financial services at least in Australia it seems to either go down the agile path or more now towards the inner source path as well. You mentioned proof of concepts before. Do you want to just walk me through a couple of the proof of concepts that were developed and obviously the other thing you mentioned was around the choice of GCP was being data-led, and that's obviously a common thread around organizations that really back onto GCP. So maybe you can give us a sense of the data that you're working with and the data problems that are present within this environment. From a POC perspective, we've really followed a simple but nimble, rapid baby steps approach as we scale up. And the very first thing, for example, I'll talk you through the Novated Leasing proposition. Mm. The Novated Leasing proposition, like I mentioned before, had no digital experience that has taken basically the customer from A to Z. And we said, okay, let's start by first breaking down the processes and coming up with the one-to-be processed or customer journey that's going to really move the needle. And then from there, we've basically come up with a concept of what is a meaningful MVP for our customers. And then out of that MVP, we said, okay, what is the very first alpha deliverable need to look like? And then breaking down that alpha deliverable, we've come up first with the very first deliverable, which was a working clickable prototype that we took a lot of our customers, whether they were HR managers or employees or basically any people involved in the process of acquiring a Novated lease. We've come up with that clickable prototype. We got them to actually gorilla test it. We've gone through a lot of user interviews around that, enhanced our clickable prototypes and our designs. Then we've formed that into an alpha version and we released the alpha version then to a group of customers that were really interested and they've gone through and they played with that experience and cemented some of the concepts that we've had and challenged some of the concepts and then we've gone back to development and developed the beta version and we've rolled out the beta version to over 50 of our customers and then we started building on top of that beta. And to date, we've pretty much got now about 70% of all of our customers and all of our employees onto the one platform. And we're continually rolling out different features that customers are asking for. 
on the data side, it was a really interesting period because that was the very first thing that we needed to make a decision on prior to even signing off on our architecture. And the way we've gone through it was by running a proof of concept, basically, on two core sort of propositions, GCP and another competitor's offering. And we've gone through and implemented a small proof of concept that allows us to take different ETLs from our ERPs and put them into those solutions and then try to come up with different view layers on top of that. And when it came to merging our telematics data source as well as our fleet management data source together into a one insight dashboard that's going to be delivered to our customers, GCP was just a lot more superior. Understanding the longitude and latitude of dimensions of data as well as the hardcore fleet data from a utilization perspective to fuel consumptions and the likes, the platform was superior basically and from a commercial perspective as well made a lot of sense and it was a lot more simplified than the other proposition and that's when we actually did a retro we got the engineering lead that was working on that concept to do a retro with the management team and the decision was pretty simple then based on pros and cons and gcp came on top you mentioned erps plural there so do you have multiple erp systems yeah, so the business obviously has come from a number of acquisitions over the past many, many years. And kicking off with the transformation, we've had over six ERPs. A couple of those we've divested in because we've divested in those businesses and we were left with four. And then during the last 18 months, we've gone rid of one, consolidating into the three. And now the next future for us over the next sort of 12 to 24 months is a massive ERP consolidation project to simplify and scale up the operational side of the business. Have you made a technology selection in that area or are you still evaluating? We're still evaluating at the moment. There's definitely a solution that is standing in front of the crowd, but because we are a financial services automotive business, the choices are limited. They're not your typical <laughs> typical ERP solutions. So therefore, that's kind of where we are at at this stage. The other thing you mentioned was telematics. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what telematics are on the vehicles? Also, where you see that space potentially evolving because leasing and hire companies have been more than toying with the idea of Internet of Things and predictive maintenance and analytics and that kind of thing. Is there a future for that within the organization or how do you see that space evolving? Yeah, absolutely. I always say this, we are very much a data organization and data is our future. With the transition from fossil fuel powered vehicles over to um, smart EVs and BEVs type of vehicles, data is becoming more and more important every single minute of every single day. The telematics providers, they're split in three different ways. The first one is hardwired type of telematics providers, and that's basically requires you to plug in a device into a vehicle, and then it uses cellular data to transmit all of that data into the provider's cloud, and then we integrate with those providers. So we've got pretty good integrations with a number of providers in that regard. So we provide our customers basically data feeds and then we merge those data with our own data from a utilization perspective of the fleet and then we present our customers with insights first, basically approach for them. The second category is more around the smart telematics and we're currently sort of observing that industry very closely to see, okay, would the telematics device um, that is linked into the driver rather than the vehicle itself actually solve the issue? in terms of telematics and how does that play. To the third, which is still an emerging market around the open vehicle APIs that are going to become available, and that's more around the smart vehicles as 
vehicles become a lot smarter, we're talking about possible partnerships there to actually integrate directly into the vehicles so we can fetch that data. At the end of the day, everything we're trying to do is to make sure that anything to do with vehicle utilization data is available basically for us to integrate into our experiences so we can give our customers the best experience so they can make the right decisions in terms of whether it was reducing their fleet vehicles because you know cost management is really top of their mind or to achieve a zero net carbon offsets targets and meet their green targets basically and make the transition to ev as smooth as possible for them over the next three to ten years and just going back to something I didn't touch on before was um, GCP architecture. What are you using? Oh, yes. So GCP architecture, we've gone basically on demand where possible. So serverless where possible. Lots of different cloud run functions and on demand compute engines, basically. GraphQL layers and BigQuery, mainly that's the core of the infrastructure. The other side of the fat infrastructure, if you like, that's sort of compute instances, basically, and different SQL instances that we utilize. Okay. And the size of your team or the structure of your team? So when we kicked off, it was about 25 strong and we've gone up to about 70 to 80 in size basically over the past 18 months. The way we split ourselves is really into core discipline areas. So we've got the data and analytics, cloud and infrastructure, digital development, product delivery and agile PMO mainly. And did you avail yourselves of anything within Google's cloud architecture framework or other best practice alignment when you were crafting the setup of this? Yeah, so we've worked with a number of the Google Premium partners basically to come up with the right framework and we've structured our projects basically within Google following those design frameworks and our pipelines from a deployment perspective, we use Jenkins, for example, for one-click deployments. We've integrated our CI and CD as well as automation regression suites as part of that and every core piece of development that we do follows basically 100% automated regression suites to be backed in security to be backed in right from the very first user story, essentially. Is there anything else that you wanted to get across that you think we've missed? I think the one thing that I'd probably just say, I kind of mentioned some of those key stats. If I'm talking about the Novated, we've seen a massive uplift, obviously, from zero to almost 500% in terms of usership of our platforms, Mm. talking about that turnaround time to be 10 minutes rather than seven days. On the corporate side, we've seen 40% uplift year on year on unique users that have actually logged into the platform and utilizing a lot of the features that we've developed for them. And then on the platform led for our partners, for the SME platforms, we're talking about four minutes of quote generation time rather than two days elapsed time previously. That was Harry Nackett-Bandy from Eclipse Group. And that's the podcast for this week. We'll be back with an exciting new interview next week. Until then, you can catch all the latest headlines in Australian IT over at itnews.com.au.